do you want to have all of a grape yourself or do you want to have a slice of a watermelon that you share with other people? You know, yeah. which one gives you the most fruit? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, on these Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing peachy keen. How about you, Todd? Peachy keen. Ooh, I love it, man. You must have been like at the state fair or something, eating a bunch of peaches this last weekend. We actually went there. Man, it is a crowd. I forget every year how much I do not actually like the Minnesota State Fair <laughs> uh, because it's a crowd full of very, um, uh, I, it just, it's just like super busy all the time. And uh, people that are there, you know, just pigging out and, I don't know. It's just dirty. It's, it's just, it's, it's fun, I guess, for not me. Uh, so did yeah, you go to the you. fair this year? No, I only go like once every several years or so. I like, think, you know, I but... think I should make it a point to go once every 20 years. Um, <laughs> that's my new goal. And so my kids love it. And so that's why we go. My daughter really loves it. My, well, both of them, they just, I don't know why they really love it. And so we go every single year. We usually avoid a lot of the crowds uh, and and kind of do some of our we have our kind of traditional things to do like we watch watch the lumberjacks and the dog show and we go to the horses and watch you know we watched bull riding and and horses and stuff like that so we usually try to get to different things like that that you know but we were at the midway. And uh, for those of you who don't know the Minnesota State Fair, the Midway is where all the rides are and all the games and stuff like that. I, my head was buzzing. It is so loud. It is so, there's so much flashing lights and my brain cannot handle that. So I'm like, I just got to get out of here. Anyways, uh, but it was, it was good. It was, we, we, we did that. That wasn't that great, but uh, we we spent the weekend, the rest of the weekend, hanging out at uh, a buddy's lake place and just enjoying ourselves. And you know, they got a couple of young kids to playing together and hanging out, and that, that's always fun to do. So, I'll take that Minnesota State Fair, or whatever I can I can handle it for for the short day that we were there. Very good. So, um, Matt, what are we going to hit on today? What are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to be talking about the biggest mistake that smart people make in real estate. Okay. So the biggest mistake that smart people make in real estate. So is it buying the wrong place? Uh, no, I mean, that's certainly a mistake, but uh, I think, uh, you know, to back rewind a little bit, you know, smart people, you know, I consider myself pretty smart and I am definitely guilty of this mistake in you know thinking that okay it's it sort of you kind of trick yourself into thinking like okay i'm smart i can do it I, I you know i can figure all this out and you get yourself into this situation and and it's hard to get out of essentially because you're you're like okay i'm, I'm stuck in this situation I, i'm smart i can i can work my way throughout uh, and and work beyond that but you're just continually in this rut and and you just can't get out and that biggest yeah. mistake i'm talking about is thinking that you can do it all yourself yeah. Um, and it's easy to make because man, I, I, 
in the same way, Matt. I feel like I'm a pretty smart guy. I feel like I've got a lot of talents. And so I can do it myself. Uh, it, it, why not? Right. And I, I think there's that mentality of, well, I can do it better than anyone else. You know, I've talked to many people and even successful people, people that have uh, decent portfolios, people that, you know, are, are operating their own business. And you think, wow, that person's successful. Some of those people think they need to do it all themselves and they've gotten their success because they've done it all themselves. Yet the reality is there's a couple things. First of all, because they've done it all themselves, they're probably miserable or they're not enjoying life at least to the fullest extent because they've done it all themselves. And the other thing is they've really held themselves back from true growth. They've, they've, their business maybe is not in a good place. Maybe it's even a multi-million dollar business. And so it's impressive, but their business could have been a billion dollar business had they just kind of stepped out of the way a little bit more and allowed other people to be involved in the business and hired the right people, the right minds to do some stuff for them. So it's really easy, Matt, to say, I'm going to do it myself. I can do this. It's really hard. And this is where the smart people, the truly smart people excel is they go, I can do this, but that's not the highest and best use of my time. So I'm going to find somebody else that's better at doing this and get them to take over, right? That's where the really successful people, that's where the really uh, large businesses are at. They're, they're delegating and they're finding the right people for the right job. Oh yeah, that's like the book, uh, Who Not How, uh, such a great book that we talked about a while back. Yeah. Um, but I think it's easy to rationalize to yourself, like, okay, I'm smart, I can, I'm, I'm very capable, I can figure it all out. And plus, I don't want to share profits with, you know, a bunch of unneeded employees or partners or whatever. I, I want, uh, you know, all the profits myself. Um, it was uh, Cameron Roy, who you had on a while back, uh, who you know, I, I know as well, a great guy. He said that, uh, you know, do you want to have all of a grape yourself? Or do you want to have a slice of a watermelon that you share with other people? You know, yeah. which one gives you the most fruit? And obviously, yeah. it's a slice of watermelon. Yeah, absolutely. And once you start to delegate, once you start to really relieve some of that from your plate, you find that, in, in my opinion, at least in what I've experienced, is I enjoy my day more. I feel more fulfilled. And my business grows, it, it compounds so much quicker. So it, it's easy. Look, looking back, I, I look back and I go, okay, where, how's my business grown and evolved? And, and, you know, believe it or not, I started from pretty much zero, right? A lot, a lot of people don't see people's journeys. When we, when we look at somebody that, you know, Endures Capital or my, my companies, we own about a half a billion dollars in real estate. We have about 5,000 you know, units of multifamily senior housing. We have some commercial spaces. You know, people look at that and they go, whoa, you know, or some people probably go, well, that's not very much. But, but regardless, people look at that and they don't see the journey that was taken. They don't see the mistakes that were made. They don't understand how things have changed and evolved and it's been a 
not a get rich quick. It's not overnight. This doesn't happen just because and just off of a whim. This happens because of a lot of hard work, but also because I've learned from my mistakes and I've been able to then delegate and I've been able to figure out that other people need to be doing a certain tasks. And I still am constantly reminding myself of that lesson. And I'm still constantly looking at what I do on a day-to-day basis. I look at my schedule and I go, man, what did I really need to do that today? Like I look at my like to-do calendar. I go, really, did I need to do these things today? Why did I, why did I do these five things? I, my goal was to take care of this one thing or this, these two things And I spent so much time on these other things that I didn't even get to them or I barely touched, scratched the surface. So I look back and I go, wow, man, when I first started this business, I had to do it all. I had to do it all because I knew how to do it all. So I was flipping houses, Matt. And I I was good at construction. I'm good at construction. I can tile a bathroom better than, better than most people, better than a lot of tile guys, right? I'm good at it. It looks good when I'm done. I, you know, I can bevel edges. I can do it. It it can look great. Right. But is that really my highest and best use of time? Right. I'm really good at woodwork and trim. I can make it look beautiful, but is that really my highest and best use of time? The other thing too, is I'll even get into stuff that I'm not good at like drywall. You know, I, I can hang drywall, but I can't mud and tape. I sure I can, but it takes me five times longer than somebody that's good at it and can do it. And they, theirs looks better than mine. And, and then I'll start painting. I'm not a painter. I hate painting, but I don't want to hire that person because it costs me money. Right. Uh, and then the worst one, the, the worst uh, mistake is I'm a plumber, right? And I start plumbing and I got to go to the store 27 times to finish one little piece of plumbing when I could have just hired this, the plumber from the first place, got them in and they would have gotten the job done. And you devalue your time so much by doing that. I, I spend, you know, 12 hours doing a plumbing project that would have taken a plumber an hour to do. I spent 12 hours. I would have paid that plumber for one hour to come onto the, onto the project. And I would have probably spent, you know, let's call it $250, maybe 300 bucks for the, for the materials, for, for the plumber. You know, I spent 250, 300 bucks, but I myself spend all day doing it. I'm devaluing my time. Why am I doing that? It's because for some reason, I think I should, I should be the one doing it. Yeah. I mean, you just look at like, oh, do I really want to spend that $250, $300 on a plumber right. and I can oh, do it myself? Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I first started, I watched all these YouTube videos about how to do all the different repairs around the house. Like, right. you know, none of it's like rocket science or science. Right. Uh, you know, you can do it. I don't, you know, I didn't have all the specialty tools, I guess, but I was like, okay, I, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, see how to do this. Okay. I'll figure it out. And it takes me forever uh, because it's my first time doing it and it looks like crap, but uh, you know, uh, that's, I guess, my mindset at the time, like, oh, I don't want to spend the money on a handyman or a plumber or whatever and save myself. So, so I'm like stepping over dollars to pick up pennies, essentially. Yeah, that's the perfect. Yeah, you're exactly you're stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. You're, you're just always 
Instead of focusing on the big picture and the growth of your company and how it's going to move forward, you're focusing on the little day-to-day tasks and, and you're limping along, you're handicapping your business. That's all you're doing. It's, you know, look, what's faster, right? What, what's the best way if I've got to get across the country? What's the best way to get across the country? Is it to walk? Is it to ride a bike? Is it to drive a car or is it to fly in a plane? Like, Matt, what's the quickest way to get across the country and the most efficient? Well, I mean, tel- or the airplane, obviously. Obviously, right? So let's fly the airplane across the country. But instead, we walk across. We get on our shoes. We walk out the door and we start walking across, walking down the street. Okay, And then we forget something. So we got to go back home. We got to walk back home. We got to go get that. And then we got to hike back again. And that's what we do with our business. Why are we doing that? You know, that's, I guess, that's the real question is, do you really want to achieve your goals? And if you really think about what your goals are, they're probably bigger than you swinging a hammer on a construction site with, you know, to get a flip done or to remodel a rental apartment or, to, you know, uh, look, I was, I, I was at a, um, a chain restaurant the other day and the owner of the restaurant was working there and they own a few of those restaurants. And I'm talking with this guy and, and I felt bad for him because he can't find the staff. And so he's there, but that's a, is, is he spending the time needed to find the staff? Maybe, maybe not. We're in, we're in a very crazy labor market right now. But the point is, this guy is working on the business day to day. Is he growing his business by being there? No, he's not. Now, maybe he's just because of the industry and, and where we're at, maybe, maybe that's the only thing, the only way to go. But my guess is he needs to be spending more time on growing the business and less time on working on the business. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, a clear difference. It, it, when you get bogged down in the day-to-day operations of every little thing, like you can't see the big picture. You can't like grow it, which is where your time is really best spent uh, with your business. You know, it, you can only do so much yourself. So if you're swinging the hammer or flipping the burgers or whatever, then that's time that you're, is keeping you from looking at you know new locations for new restaurants or or, or new deals uh, of places to buy. You know, it, so it, when you're looking at the bigger picture, it's an obvious sort of choice. But when you're bogged down in the day to day operations, it's like you're like, oh, I, I just need to get the next uh, you know dollar and and uh, you know save the next uh, you know expense or whatever. And so you're you're kept from seeing the bigger picture as a result. So I'm curious, how how can you break out of that? Yeah. So here's the challenge. Here's how you break out. And, and I, I challenge everybody to do this. And I think whether you, you, you feel like you're good at delegating or not, you should probably still do this. And so here's what I would say is, is grab a piece of paper, um, Excel document, whatever you want to do. Uh, and you, I want you to color code things or highlight things or at least number things. But so here's what you want to do. You want to Actually, what I would what I would say is grade things. Okay, so it's A, B, C, D, E, uh, one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is. Okay, so what I want to do 
is I want to look, I want to take my entire week that I worked. Okay. So I want to write down everything I did. And this is a good project to start on a Monday and end on a Friday or Saturday, whatever your work day is. Okay. So, and maybe you can even do this for a couple of weeks, you know, um, but I want to write down everything I did on Monday, all the details, everything I did on Tuesday, all the details and so on. Okay. And then I want to grade those things. Okay. And let's say I absolutely loved it. I love doing it and it moved my business forward. And I feel like this is a necessary task that I need to do because I absolutely love it. And again, it moves my business forward. I'd give that a 10, right? 10 out of 10. If it's something that I enjoy and it, uh, it moves my business forward, but it's not the most critical, I'd maybe give that an eight, right? If it's something that I enjoy, but it doesn't move my business forward, it's an, or it's, it's something that I probably don't need to do, I could easily hire that, I'd give that more like a five, maybe a six, okay? If it's something that I hate to do, I don't really like doing it at all, and I could easily hire somebody else to do it, I'm going to give that a one, right? And so I'm going to continue to grade everything that I've got. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to go, okay, this is a one, this is a two, this is a three, here's a four, here's a five, and so on. And what I want to do at the end of the, then the end of this, and, and again, this is something I would probably do week, week one. So start this, you know, right away. Um, what this is, this is a Wednesday. So start, you could even start this on, on Wednesday, you know, and go through and do this for a couple of weeks and track it. And then really focus on those eights, nines, and tens, right? Those are the things that should stay in your calendar and everything else should go away. And it doesn't mean they, have, they can be eliminated, right? There's still probably tasks that have to happen. And I, quite frankly, some of them maybe don't have to happen. Some of them you go, well, I didn't even need to do that. But take those lower scores and hire somebody. Create a job description, whatever you got to do, or give those to people you already have on your staff. But those need to go away. And the sevens, eights, nines, can stay or better yet, just the tens stay, right? Eventually we want to get to just doing the tens, just doing the things that you love to do that really, really move your business forward. Everything else gets delegated to somebody else. That's smart. I like that. And really think about what the vision of your company is and what are you doing this for, right? I want to be able to spend more time with my kids and my family, my wife. I love to work. I love what I do. And I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. But at the same time, my wife and I were talking just yesterday. And my son's in hockey and I love coaching hockey, but I don't have time to coach hockey right now. And and she's like, look, there's only only a couple more years you're going to be able to coach hockey because the kids get too good. And, and that's, it's just, I'm, I can maybe coach up to a certain level, but I'm not going to coach high school and beyond. So 
my son is in fourth grade, right? I got fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and I can coach him maybe ninth grade and then I'm done. So I don't have that many more years. So I'm so busy right now that I can't coach. Well, that's, that's not what I need to be doing right now. That's not why I have my own business. So I have to look at my priorities. I have to look at my business. I have to go, what is my one through six, one through seven that I can give up right now that I can start delegating to other people that are currently on my team and or hire so somebody else does. And that, then I can coach, right? Then I can do things I love. I don't want to tell my kids no. Well, to spending time with them. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> some things you got to tell them no. Yeah. yeah, there's some things you got to tell them no. But, but spending quality time with my kids, that, that's not a negotiable or shouldn't be a negotiable. And so you got to look at what your priorities are in life and how is that going to affect what you do? How is that going to affect, you know, those kind of goals and priorities? Figure that out and understand what you're doing right now and, and you know, how is it damaging that? And how is it damaging the growth of your business, right? Get out of your own way. That's the biggest thing. And that's, I constantly struggle with that, Matt. I am always in my own way because I'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy. That's just who I am. But I've got to constantly remind myself, nope, you can't. That's not a task that you need to be doing. You need to be doing something else. You need to be growing the business. Is that truly growing the business? Because guess what? A do-it-yourselfer should be proud of growing their business to a high level. That is truly a do-it-yourselfer, right? It's not... You shouldn't be proud because you're, you answered 110 emails today. Like that is not something to be proud of. That's not, it's not something to be proud of doing tasks you could have paid somebody, you know, $15 an hour for. That's, that, to me, that's actually selfish because somebody deserves a, a job that wants a job that could be getting paid 15 bucks an hour, right? So or 20 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever it is, but somebody wants that job and they're probably better at it than you. I look at my bookkeeper, right? My bookkeeper, um, uh, and, and she does more than just bookkeeping. She's does a lot of, a lot of assistance. So, um, she bookkeeper, Amy, I, I, I hate doing the books. I'm good at, it. I can, I can, I can do it. I know math. I'm, you know, so I could do it but I'm not good at it because I hate it. So every year come Christmas time, I would be, and I've told this story before, I'd be sitting at my mother-in-law's house and be sitting at my father-in-law's house and, and I'd be doing book work. I'd be entering in the books. I'd have stacks, stacks of papers, right? And be going through all my receipts and looking through my computer and trying to find out and organize everything and put it all together so I could have my financial reports to my accountant in time so we could do our taxes. That's, I spent several years doing that. And I finally hired my first bookkeeper. Now I've got my current bookkeeper, but guess what? She gets paid and I pay her well. But she absolutely loves it. And that's her, it's her passion. This is what she loves to do and she's good at it. And she gets it done and she gets it done way faster than I would. And our books are in order and they're tight. That's what we need, right? 
And especially now that I've got investors, I can't have books that are just all over the place. I've got to have clean, tight books so I can show the investors what's going on. If I'm doing it myself, that's all I'm doing. And I'm sitting here trying to do books all the time. That doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I hired my current bookkeeper slash assistant and it, it's amazing. And every time I hire somebody, our business grows. What's somebody asked me the other day, you know, you, you've seen a lot of growth in your business over the last, you know, year to two years. And I said, yeah, because we started to hire, right? I, first of all, I partnered, okay, with a couple of guys, Matt and Drew, right? So I partnered and created a company. So now it's instead of one person, it's three people, okay? And then we hired, we hired Zach to do all of our underwriting, broker relations, you know, working on these deals, finding deals. Okay. So more, a lot more deals are coming into the pipeline. I was underwriting deals before and I would look at a lot of deals every year, but would I truly dig into every single deal? Absolutely not. But now we've got a guy that that's what he does. And he looks at a ton of deals and communicates well with the brokers. I wouldn't communicate well with the brokers because I didn't have time to communicate well with the brokers. Right. And, and now we have, we have a, a, construction manager and we have investor relations. And so we've got people on our team that are doing specific tasks, right? And they're doing these tasks well, and they're allowing our business to grow. Without that, we'd be, I'd be in the same spot as I was three, four years ago, right? Well, do you ever think about going back and doing it all yourself, all the bookkeeping and everything? That would, no, 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 never. Look, maybe one day when I'm, you know, old and retired and I feel like selling everything, I'll own one property and do it all myself. Um, but that's because I'm retired and I just want a hobby. Uh, but yeah, prob probably not still. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. It's again, it's just so easy to get caught up and I can tell story after story and I've learned so many, so many lessons along the way. Um, and again, I keep on making a lot of the same mistakes, but you just got to look back. You, you always have to look at what you've been doing. And again, this, this grading exercise that I challenged you to, this should be something you're doing several times a year. I would, I would be doing this you know, every quarter, grade your, grade your day every quarter and figure out what you need to get rid of. You'll be amazed at how much growth your business has. If you can just grade yourself once a quarter, you'll be amazed at how much more time you find in the day. We all have the same amount of time, but for some reason, some people are so effective with their time. It feels like, or it looks like they must have, you know, 75 hours a day. And when we all have 24, somehow, some way they've got more time. Well, it's, it's just because they're good with their time and they're good at delegating. And so instead of having one person with a 24 hour day, they've got five people with a 24 hour day. Excellent. 
And so I will say like, you can do all the real estate yourself. I mean, from top to bottom. Want. Yeah. It's just going to limit you on how big you can get. You can only manage so many units. You can only fix so many toilets and, and right. you know, work so many books yourself. Uh, so if you're happy doing that, that's fine. You know, do that. But if you want to grow, you've got to work with other people. You know, yeah, absolutely. Gotta let go. You got to let it go. You have to let it go and you have to, you have to trust people. And, and that can be a challenge, especially because, you know, you'll get burned sometimes you just will. Um, people, people are people and, you know, some people are amazing people, but aren't very good at what they do or, um, you know, have problems in their life. Some people are just not amazing people and, you know, that they're going to cause you some problems. It is what it is, but instead of being fearful of it, you have to embrace it. You have to understand it. You have to accept the challenge and you have to, you have to move beyond that fear of, well, what if I get a bad employee? Well, if you get a bad employee, you fire them and you move on, right? You get rid of them and you move on and it's going to be definitely an issue, but you know, guess what? As you grow, you hire an HR person that deals with that. And then you don't have to deal with it anymore. And then they can hire and fire and get the best quality people in your business. So you continue to grow your business to where that is now delegated out. What a beautiful ideal. I like it. Yeah. Well, isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. I, I mean, look, la just last little words. How great would it be to look at your day and go, I've got these three things that I'm going to be doing today that are going to really move my business forward. And that's all you have to focus on those three things. And they're going to accelerate your business. They're going to make your business that much better. And you look back at a year and you go, wow, look at what we accomplished. Instead of saying, man, I was bogged down this year. I was so busy. And, uh, Look at all the gray hair I just accumulated this year. Man, I would love some gray hair on top of my head. <laughs> or look at all the hair I lost this year. Yeah, there you go. Man, I mean, look, I mean, you're going to lose the beard hair if you just, uh, <laughs> that's going to turn all gray. You never know. So, uh, yeah, again, challenge people to do that exercise. I think it would be great. I think it's going to help you a lot. And really, uh, you know, we create goals every year, but a lot of people just take their goals and set them aside and don't look at them again. When was the last time you took out your goals and you read through them, right? When was the last time you really thought about your vision and thought about what you want in your business and why you're doing this? When was the last time you really thought about that and thought, am I heading in that direction or am I going a different direction, right? You, if you're not thinking about that stuff, how are you moving forward? How, how are you moving forward in the right way? You have to be thinking about it and you have to be looking at it. Very good. Cool, man. That's all I got. You got anything else? No, that's it for today. Awesome. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day, Matt. Make every day Saturday. Hey, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. 
but your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.